This is Markin Out Out. Promotion called All Elite Wrestling. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wednesday Night Wars presented by Marking Out. Uh, the ongoing so called f- uh, feud for brand supremacy on Wednesday nights between All Elite Wrestling and WWE's NXT. Thank you very much for listening to this second weekly podcast here on the Mark Now podcast feed. We greatly appreciate you listening on all of your major podcasting applications. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe like we tell everybody every single week. And while looking through my podcasting application, I found a new uh, review. From November 30th of 2019, so it's been there for a while, but I haven't <laughs> been checking. brand new, yeah. But anyway, Sigma Tripper gave us five stars. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, thanks. Uh, been listening to the podcast for seven years now and is still my go-to wrestling podcast to this day. A lot of other wrestling podcasts offer expert opinions and dirt sheet reports, but marking out is more like talking to your fr- uh, your friends about wrestling versus taking it so seriously. And it's something not to be taken seriously because that's why we enjoy doing this podcast so we can get into arguments about stuff, we can agree to disagree, and so on and so forth. So Sigma Tripper, we appreciate you and your review. Social media-wise, you can find us facebook.com slash markingout, twitter.com slash markingout, YouTube and Instagram.com slash markingout11. You can email us, markingout1 at gmail.com, and find all of our merchandise at prowrestlingtees.com slash markingout. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. A third of our marking out trio is Dave, who is not here tonight, but you can follow him on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore MO. And a man who is such a social media influencer these days, uh, you can find him on both Instagram and Twitter at BTGG161. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. It's good to hear. And we got to start the show off, start the show off (laughs) properly, um, because we had a big, awesome pay-per-view on Saturday, Sunday it was, my days were all mixed up, NXT TakeOver Portland, the first, like, kind of, first of, like, you could say maybe three standalone NXT TakeOvers that weren't attached to, like, a bigger pay-per-view? Second. Second, okay. If you don't include the earlier takeovers yes because the earlier takeovers were just like hey guys we're gonna do a network special and then they, no, but this they had did some. it but this is like now they're a third brand so yes um taking uh from portland oregon really awesome and they really started the show off awesome with keith lee successfully defending his nxt north american championship against dominic dijakovic um, I loved what Maro Ronaldo said in the beginning. He said, 
these two guys are changing the way that big wrestlers are perceived in, in sports entertainment, and he is 110% right on that statement. Because the stuff that these guys did in this match, you would see in a 205 Live match. The mm-hmm. stuff that you would see would be... The stuff in this match you would see in Lucha matches. I don't think I've ever, in my life, seen somebody do a front flip out of the ring onto somebody that was sitting in a commentator's chair. Between two tables, the accuracy that you have to put on that was spot on, and this this match was my match of the night right here. Let's just hit the bumper right now. Boom. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Match of the week too. That's all you gotta say. It was so much fun, Brandon. Talk. talk uh, well, I, I on uh, WWE backstage, Mark Henry put Keith Lee over as a combination of Yokozuna and Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, I can see that. And it's like, yeah, you could 100%. It's like Yoko moved so quickly for as big as he was, and Bam Bam was doing stuff Car that wheels. nobody else was doing. Yeah. And it was just like I was like blown, blown away in this match. I watched it with Jordan, and I was laughing at some points because of the amount of cool stuff that they were doing. I was like, oh, my God, this is actually happening. But uh, Which, by the was... way, you and I tied. Oh, we did? Mm-hmm. All right, perfect. Good. Good, good, good. Anything else you got to think of say about this match? No, it was it's takeover, very much so takeover worthy. Yeah, and a, a great way to start the show off. Next up, Dakota Kai picks up the victory over Tegan Knox in what I thought. You go through these like, and this is what I've been thinking. Like, you go through these like kind of crucial moments with the women's evolution, women's revolution. You want to say whatnot? This is another one of those kind of steps. In the women's evolution revolution went on because this was the first like serious like war games was yes war games was war games but this match like I hate to kind of be kind of cliche here we're talking about the women's division but this was like brutality in its finest yeah I like, like the the all the teasing of the the knee braces and everything and I mean they even broke out the which is a little cliche but they broke out the uh, the cricket club or whatever you would call it bat. yes. The yes, bat. but Tegan Knox like took straight sh- shots, like they were taking headshots yeah. in this match, like the, and like the story that this kind of progressed to was unreal about how good this was. I mean, even the the ending where the table didn't break, yeah, it was like oh man, like Which, that was like brutality. Yeah, that was it was so brutal. Like even the way that yes, we you know you got that the big uh, interference at the end to to help Dakota Kai seal the victory, but like the choke slam that Tegan Knox cooked. I texted I think I texted you. I texted message Anthony from Friend Beer's podcast. Um I said this was the most brutal bump I've seen in a very very long time. Not just because the table kind of just fell over gracefully, but like the height that Tegan Knox got, and the way she just like slammed down on the mat right after it, I was just like, "She's dead." Yeah, she's e- dead. Even without the the table spot, that was a really nice like delayed choke, two handed yeah. choke slam. Yeah. From I guess now she's being referred to as Raquel Gonzalez instead yes. of Reina, which I'm not a not really a fan of the name change because when I think of Raquel and associate it with WWE, I think of Eddie Guerrero's daughter. Ah, that's right. I forgot about that. I was who was Scott Steiner's um, like valet in Impact for a while. Uh, Rocket, Rocket Khan. 
Yeah, let's okay. go with that. Shaka Khan? I don't know. <laughs> She's all Bruh. over the news. You see that? Uh, why? Well, first of all, she was voted off of the Masked Singer. My kids and my wife watch that show. Over over Rob Gronkowski. I don't know how. At least I did assume Ron it's Gronk. Gronk. Did, Rob, did Rob Gronkowski get unmasked? No, I assume it's Gronk. No, it 100% it ha- yeah, is Gronk. It has to be, yes, of course. But then she was on the... I think it was like the NBA All-Star Game or something, like doing the most like outlandish national anthem. People were comparing her to Fergie. Oh, my God. Saying it was terrible. I was like, oh, Nothing no. Nothing beats Roseanne. Yeah, but I think she did that on purpose. Like, she, like I think she, I, I might, I might believe that Roseanne could could actually sing, and she was working the marks, working all the marks. Okay, all right. She cool. was doing it in gimmick, I think. Oh yeah, what Roseanne? Yeah, I don't remember things in my life that I just don't want to remember. But one thing that I don't want to remember is this match with Finn Balor that picking you up don't the victory. want to. No, things I do want to remember oh. was this match. Finn Balor picking up the victory over Johnny Gargano. Sick Carnage gear. Um, this match was absolutely wild. Carnage. I thought it was a tribute to Kane. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, it was a tribute to Kane. No, uh, tribute to Carnage because this match was Carnage. It no, was you... crazy because when we were doing the the predictions for this, I was like, I'm going with Balor. You were like, I'm going Johnny Wrestling. I was like, you know, that's definitely the smarter choice, but I'm sticking my, like, my gut says it's going to be Gargano that wins, but I'm sticking with Balor to win this one. Yeah. And sure enough. I'm not sad about it at all. Where does Finn go from here? I Like, where, do you think he, like, I, I, could you see him maybe challenging Walter, maybe, for the title? For the UK title? The yeah. Love that? I don't know. Next, we'll see that. They mentioned it. We're going ahead a little bit, but next week, Finn Balor is going to come up and discuss where he goes from here especially i mean they announced dublin nxt takeover nxt uk takeover dublin yeah they did um but i don't know i mean one person you could say keith lee maybe he's uh the next uh that would be jumping ahead as well yeah but i don't know we'll see uh, we'll see. Rhea Ripley successfully defended her NXT Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. Um, I'll fit, this is, you know, you have those favorite matches. Like, my last, like, really favorite women's match that really stood out to me was the four-way match at All In. This is another one of those matches that stood out to me because both of these women went and went real hard in this match. Dead air? Yeah, Dead air? I guess so, Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you didn't like anything about this? No, I, I just, I don't know what to say anymore. I, it's like I've done so many uh, takeover, <laughs> so many takeover reviews that it's like there. Every, I feel like every time I review a takeover, it's like, yes, this was awesome. This was awesome. Every, this was, I think honestly, this was my favorite takeover that I've ever watched. A lot of people are saying that. Like, I, and I feel bad saying that because <laughs> I'm such a mark for for takeover Brooklyn one through four, and then takeover new york but i honestly believe this was the best takeover we have seen and like even like the fans didn't even like they didn't boo poppy or anything she just like fit into the show perfectly yeah she did i we didn't even mention poppy performed i was confused which i still need to know was it a tribute to jushin liger her gear i did but you know she's not gonna i'm pop she's not gonna answer my checks triple h i did tweet triple (laughs) 
I tweeted everybody. I tweeted everybody on the damn bump unrelated to Poppy's outfit. I, I tweeted everybody on the bump to see what the song is that plays before every episode of the bump, and nobody got back to me. I'm disappointed about that. I'm I'm sorry about that. Yeah. But yeah. I, there was a, a bunch of moments during this, this women's match that I thought, like, because there was no way I wanted to see Ripley lose the championship, but there were some points where I was like, oh, maybe she's actually going to lose to Bianca Belair. And it's like it should be interesting to see where she goes from here, which we'll definitely be discussing a little later on. Yeah, but after this match, Charlotte comes out, accepts WrestleMania. It's Rhea Ripley versus uh, Charlotte Flair for the NXT Women's Championship. I think she does Get- more than just accept. She just, like, completely takes apart, or not completely takes apart, Ripley, but she hits Ripley she from behind. Realizes take, her, yeah. you could say. So it should be interesting. It's still not the, uh, not exactly the setup to a WrestleMania match that I would have liked, but that's what we're getting, and I'm happy with that because it still paints NXT as a main brand, where the, yeah. the woman who won the Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble's been established since 1988, how many people go on to actually get to challenge an opponent to main event WrestleMania? And here it's painting NXT as that third brand. So I'm completely happy with that. I just would have liked for the winner of the Royal Rumble to have been Shayna Baszler. But. Yeah, but she's going to win an Elimination Chamber match probably, which you will talk about this week on Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. You had the winners of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic become the NXT Tag Team Champions as Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne picked up the victory over Kyla Riley and Bobby Fish. I'm still not a fan of those backstage promos, but the the in-ring work itself was sick. Of the... Wait, 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 hold on. You didn't like any of those vignettes leading up to... No, and I said this at the last... No, we didn't do a show. We didn't do... You, dude, you didn't like those let's go, like the road trip to Seattle? No, I think it's just silly. What? Dude, that was the funniest thing where they end up in Triple H's airplane and you find out, like, Pete Dunne gets pushed in and he goes, what are you doing? And then... Riddle gets in, and they're like, whose plane is this? And you're down, 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 and it's Triple H's plane. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. It it does so much more to – it finally gives Pete Dunne a character. Like, we've seen him be like the bruiserweight or whatever. I could bite your arm. I could bite your hand. I could could break your hand. Yes, and I think that's fantastic. I I think this pairing is is absolutely amazing, and I'm so happy that we're – that they are champions – Completely undefeated, by the way. Wait, Matt Riddle has never lost a match? Uh, no, no, as a tag team, I meant. Like, oh, the sure. Broserweights have never, yeah, been, like, since their formation. So okay. I'm like, I'm completely all fine. And if, if these, if the promos continue, I'm, I'm all for it. I know you're not a big fan of the how much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish, which is what Matt Riddle opened the, the show with. Yeah, I, that's what I, that's what but, like just zoned me out because he's like singing along with it. I'm like, oh, this is so. Lame. And then the, and yeah, then it was it was kind of goofy and it kind of maybe dragged a little bit. And then undisputed era went up and uh, attacked them. But I'm all a hundred percent all in on that. Oh, it was a new one though. How many McGriddles can Matt R- Riddle griddle if Matt Riddle could gr- griddle McGriddles? Who? Where is that coming from? Uh, on Matt Riddle's Instagram. <laughs> Apparently it says kayfabe soup made the picture. 
But, yeah, apparently Randy Orton hated uh, Matt Riddle, and now he gets it. Did you see that tweet? I did. Respect yeah. from the legend killer. Yeah. But still, he's just like, now still F off. <laughs> which I which I think I think is great. Um, and then your main event of the evening is Adam Cole successfully defends his NXT championship against Tommaso Ciampa with the help of Johnny Gargano. So you get the uh, heel turn of Johnny Gargano after this. This match, again, it's an NXT takeover match. They're five-star frog splashes. Yeah, once when this match was going on, though, I was like, I thought to myself, it'd be, it'd be funny if Candice LeRae came out and turned on Champa, and then I'm like, but that would literally make absolutely zero sense. But it made more sense that Johnny Gargano came out because but, now they can have a big blood feud match at NXT Takeover, you know, Pirates. But when Johnny did that, though, I was thinking like, oh, he at first it, it kind of comes off as like. I, Champa, you could do this on your own. You don't need to cheat because all three other members of Undisputed Era got involved in the match. The referee was down. Champa could have had the victory if he just used the championship. But Johnny's like the, the angel on his shoulder. You don't have to do this. And then he takes the title. Boom, clocks Champa, and I'm like, oh! I literally yelled out, "Holy hell!" <laughs> I, I yeah. thought that was I thought it was fantastic. I, I'm all I can't wait to see the the blowout from this. It's just like their feud that we've seen, except the roles are reversed. No, I agree. I, but it's like now we I, now it's Champa Champa's as a face, and it's Johnny Hill turn. But what do you do now? They've had every single match in the book. Do you have an Iron Man match? Um. Well, no. Cause we have the the two out of three falls match with them. So that's you a, do you get a Hell in a Cell? Do you get a Punjabi Prison match? Well, what would be similar? What would be a, a good stipulation wrestling match that we've not seen before or in a while? I don't know. We, I don't know. You know, and then like next week they said you get a Steel Cage match on NXT, so you can't do Steel Cage. It's like, right. What do you do? What do you do? A, a walk match? A walk the plank match? Oh, perfect. A walk, walk the walk. plank match, which is basically a stretcher match. Yeah. Kind of. Make the, but then do you have to put an eye patch on and get a sword and like, walk them down the plank? I think there's another company doing that right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, they, right, yeah, no. a tuxedo match. <laughs> <laughs> Where you have to rip the tuxedo mask, cut tuxedo off? Like, what are you going to do? Oh, a blindfold match would maybe be really good with them. But do you remember the last one where they had? I, I don't. No, but just the, it was what was it? Uh, Jake the Snake versus Rick Martel. I don't. That was not the last one because we've seen Triple H in a blindfold match. Okay, yes, that's right. Okay, my apologies on that. I've real. I've come to the conclusion in the past week that I par- I say my apologies a lot instead of saying hey, I'm sorry about that. I say my apologies. Um. Well. That's, yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about Mansoor doing a killer job in the the pre-show and Sam Roberts stinking as usual. No, no. I, Sam Roberts does not stink. And I am 100% saying, like, not even joking, I think Sam Roberts needs to quit doing Opie and Anthony and join WWE as a heel manager and be Charlotte Flair's mouthpiece. Absolutely not. Flair cannot She's cut a promo. Herself as she doesn't need Dude, to... the heat that Sam Roberts was naturally getting was fan. 
I hey guys, I hate this city. Portland, Oregon doesn't deserve this. This sucks that we're here. And people were <laughs> eating it up. And then Monsoor would open his mouth and, and, and fans would go crazy. Monsoor was awesome. I think he did a great job. I thought both of them were fantastic. I think yeah. Sam, dude, I swear to God that was fantastic by Sam Roberts. Bravo. Absolutely had them eating out of the palm of his hands. They need to they need to hire him full time, get a mouthpiece going for Charlotte Flair. I'm good on that. Hey guys, you want to see Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania? Boo! And that's how they that's how they get heat. Hey guys, what's the haps? Boo! <laughs> um. Anyway, let's since we just talked about it, also great. I, there's a stipulation uh, that we have not discussed. And I don't necessarily want to see it, but what if it's time to move on and it's a loser leaves town match? Man, well, where would either one of them go? Uh, Raw. Or, well, Johnny, I think, has said in interviews he would quit if. <laughs> I think both of them said that. Would, really? Yeah. I don't. Well, I don't know. Well, because we're we're looking at a post WrestleMania roster and, yes. and show, so. I don't know specifically what Mania is looking like yet, but who were the current champions in WWE? Yeah, Braun Strowman. So that's silly. Especially um, because like, now like, now that Sheamus was on the bump this week saying that the only championship he has not won was the Intercontinental Championship to become the ultimate Grand Slam champion. He needs to win the uh, the IC title. So I'm, I'm putting my... I, I don't know what my support behind... You could see maybe him going to Raw because I feel like the U.S. title is now becoming – I mean, yes, Andrade has it, and yes, he's suspended allegedly at the moment. Not allegedly. He is suspended. I don't want to get sued. Um, No, it's literally a thing. He's out with the injury. We could say that. Okay, never mind. Anyway, um, (laughs) you have that United States title kind of being the workhorse title again. With everybody who's putting in, you know, hard work and stuff like that, like, really defending. You had Andrade, Rey Mysterio had it for a cup of coffee, you know, Aleister Black may be on his way to having the United States Championship. We don't know. But Johnny Gargano, especially if you make him a bit, bit make a babyface Johnny again. What about a, what about a uh, ladder match? Is that too, too overdone? For what? Between. You have a title. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> a pillow fight. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> All right, let's get on to NXT. Piggybacking off a very outstanding NXT Portland uh, takeover, and you start off with the undisputed era. Talking how he, uh, you know, would still become the champion, um, and talking about how Roger Strong was going to take up Velveteen Dream tonight, and Velveteen Dream, uh, his graphic appears on the screen. Uh, and telling him to keep his uh, Roger to keep his boys back, and uh, you know, if Marina Shafir needs anything, he's here. Call him up. Did that remind you of anything, Jimi Hendrix? Oh, Very I didn't mean Jimi, Jimi Hendrix. Hendrix. No, like Jimi Hendrix, obviously, like the graphics. Yeah, the the graphics are and everything. But I meant like the whole like the. I mean, we didn't see Dream's face or anything. We just saw the the the. Tron was like glowing every time yeah. he would speak. It seemed. It re- yeah. I, I can't for the life of me remember what it reminded me of, but I was like, "Oh, I really like this." Yeah, I thought it was cool. Something different. Almost I, I like, like not 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 specifically like a Saw movie, but something like 
I don't know, something like Zordon or something. From Power Rangers? <laughs> yeah, but I, not, I, not I, like I, Zordon because we see Zordon's face. Velveteen's going to have his own uh, alpha next week. <laughs> Who would it be? Um, aye, aye, aye. Last Hornswoggle week. has come back to Last. play. Hornswoggle, is that what you said? Yeah, Hornswoggle comes back to be the mouthpiece for Velveteen Dream. Also featured on the bump this week. Yeah, I know. Apparently he's going to be around uh, WrestleMania weekend for WWE. Oh, who said that? I don't know, but apparently Brodus Clay and both, uh, whatever, Terrible Funkadactyl. Cameron. Are ma- what? Cameron. Yeah, apparently they're booked too uh, for something WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. Well, I know, well, I don't know about together, but I know Cameron is booked in that uh, that match F- for Effie. E- Effie's big gay brunch. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, th- this this opening segment kind of dragged a little bit for me. But ultimately, I, I really enjoyed that image talking to the Undisputed Era and them talking back to it. Yeah. It was, I like it was that. A, it was an interesting interaction. Uh, but next up, action-wise, you start off the show with a Cruiserweight Championship match as the Irish ace Jordan Devlin picks up the victory over former champion Leo Rush. Solid Cruiserweight Championship action here. Yeah. Um, the The stuff, like... There were some, okay, so some points of this uh, NXT episode didn't feel like it was up to a post-takeover show. Okay, but, but you have I to think, realize now, you, they have a lot of time from now until Mania. Right. So you got to kind of let things breathe a little bit. But I do think this match was one of those things that were that were like of NXT takeover caliber. Yeah, but they only put, what, five to six matches on a show. Right, and I'm, I'm not saying every... Well, eh... Mm. Yep. So, anyway, great a great uh, Cruiserweight action there. We uh, preluded to it earlier. You have a backstage promo with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, which William Regal then tells her that in two weeks it's going to be Dakota Kai facing off against Tegan Knox. In a steel cage, there'll be no outside interference, so you know this match will probably be a bloodbath. Watch both of them well, just get completely gigged up. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a bloodbath at all, but... Yep. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this feud, and I hope one day we'll see Team Kick back together. <laughs> Brandon's just crying, I want to see Team Kick. <laughs> Dude, they, for what it's worth, in my memory of recent female matches, they had the best match that I could think of in recent memory, that being against the Kabuki Warriors for the, the Women's Tag Team Championship. Uh, I forget about that. It was on NXT television. I know, was I probably missed it, or probably watched it and, don't, and forgot about it. Well, then you just probably didn't watch it then? Maybe, I don't know. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Up next, though, we were seeing, uh, we were supposed to see what I think was going to be a match. Where Austin Theory was out there waiting for an opponent, I believe, and Champa came walking down the aisle, gets in the ring, and basically says, "Not tonight, kid." And yeah. Austin Theory gets a little closer, and he goes, "I'm telling you, not tonight." And then just completely takes out Austin Theory. I was like, "Oh hell yeah, it's great to see Austin Theory on NXT." And then like the next tweet was like, "Oh, until he got taken out by Champa." 
Yeah, and it sets up, I think, next week. It's going to be Tomaso Champion versus Austin Theory. Yeah, I believe so. So especially being a new signee in NXT, it's good to see Austin Theory kind of get in the spotlight. Yeah, I, I don't know how necessarily how long that match is going to be. I expect that match to like be rather quick because they want to upsell the Champa versus Gargano and how how brutal Champa could be. I assume. Yeah. So, but no one will survive, right? That's just yeah. But one day, maybe Austin Theory will main event WrestleMania. Maybe be the next John Cena. Yeah, that's that's what people say. Yeah. What's next, Brandon? The Grizzled Young Veterans making their return to the United States, basically cutting a promo beforehand saying that, I believe basically saying that they are here to stay. Good. Which I am. Tag Team Wrestling. Absolutely. They went the the distance in in the Dusty Classic. I'm happy to see them be introduced more so to an American audience. And I know I've spoken to Dave about it, and he still thinks that they should have won the uh, Dusty Cup. Yeah, I was I was hoping they would win as well. But again, I'm all for Broserweights as a team. I love the vignettes. But the Grizzled Young Veterans defeated Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wild. Um, when when Raul Mendoza was coming out, I got excited because I thought his tag team partner was going to be the debuting El Hijo del phantasma but okay because he tagged with him on the on the nxt live event this past mm-hmm. weekend i believe but that was not the case it was joaquin wild who i think for me i'm having a hard time connecting with him he has a gimmick from 2009 that is just i don't think it can work in 2020 why it's just i don't know i'm not connecting with it i i for the life of me cannot stand that DJ horn. I never, ever liked it. I always hated it. And it's kind of like, so in 2009, Zack Ryder debuts on the ECW roster with the, the, the whole Long Island snob, not, 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 not Long Island snob, Long Island D bag, I guess. Yeah. Gimmick. Which is very, very similar to what then would later debut on MTV, the Jersey Shore gimmick. It's very, very like similar to that. And then in, in a little further down the line, we saw Robbie E and, and and Impact have their own version of the Jersey Shore. And I feel like DJ Z is kind of like in there in the same bubble. It's like stuck in 2009. There was like the only thing that evolved was his gear. All right. Are people still using the? Burr, 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 burr? I don't even know. That's not my genre. Like I feel like that's still completely passed over. So yeah. I'm I'm just I want more, and I like DJ Z. I like Zima Ion as a wrestler. It's just this this current persona is not ever going to connect with me. Because it's basically the same thing that's that he's had for years. It's not nothing has changed, nothing has evolved. It's the same thing that I've hated all throughout his whole TNA career, basically. And and through TNA, it only got worse. I don't know the the whatever there was. It was Jesse uh, Goddard and Robbie. Yeah. I thought that was a great tag team. The Bromans. 
it, it wasn't it wasn't terrible, but it, again, you add the little things that get added to it. I just it's not it's not my cup of tea. Okay. And neither is the tag team gimmicks of the next tag team that won their match. The Broserweights pick up the victory over Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan. Solid tag team wrestling match here. Uh, 100% I cannot, my cup I cannot put over, like, I might not like the gimmick and the vignettes and stuff like that, just because it's just not, again, my not my cup of tea. But their in-ring work, in-ring work is spectacular. Yeah. Two, two highly, highly glorified singles wrestlers putting something together as a tag team and making it work. Yeah, and also, I mean, Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan are also a fantastic tag team. Where I wish they were, they were, uh, they were to win the the NXT Tag Team Championships. They were at the twenty five Takeover twenty five. That was when uh, when they had the the, ta- the 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 ladder match. Street Profits won. Yeah, I was pulling big time for for Lorcan and Birch to win that, but that obviously didn't happen. No, and then and then once that match happened, once that once Takeover twenty five passed, they like disappeared. Lorcan went to two hundred five live. Danny Birch went to NXT UK, and then they they just recently like that whole thing with like, holy crap, is only Lorcan released from WWE? Like, are they are they seriously like releasing him? And then now they're finally back together as a tag team. They're doing stuff on 205 Live, which I think needs to be billed as NXT because people need to tune into stuff like that. They're about to have like a street fight next week. Sick. So, yeah. Sick. And this, right. was, this was a great match. I know. I very, very hard hitting, which Drew McIntyre said... They have a new series. I forget what it's called on uh, on the network. It's like a quick, like ten minute, fifteen minute thing where where they go through uh, their their history like quickly. And McIntyre said when he when it came time for his first match in NXT, there was like no better opponent to have him go up against than Oni Lorcan. Yeah. So yeah, whip him right into shape. Next up, you had a, ma- a squash match. Keith Lee picks up the victory over Conor Reeves very quickly with the Big Bang Catastrophe. Which this, um, to me, felt way too similar to Champa and Austin Theory. But that's what they're doing. They're just kind of wrapping up everything from TakeOver in a nice little neat package. But afterwards, the more important thing was afterwards, um, Dynamic... Do- second try. You'll get it second try. You could do it. I got it the first time. Yeah, I know, time. I know, but it doesn't always work the Dominic first time. Dominic Dijakovic comes out and approaches uh, Keith Lee saying, Craig goes fight forever, and I guess I, I guess we're going to get more of that then. Yeah, which uh, he, which Keith Lee said, if you can convince William Regal, I'm, I'm down. I don't know where it goes from here. Is it going to take over to like a 30-minute Iron Man match? I don't know, but it's like one of those things that it, – Maybe they were better off not having Keith Lee be the champion, and they could have been tag team champions. No, you can't do that. Especially, and as I said before, with Morrow saying that you know these guys are you know reinventing the way that big guys wrestle. You know, this is something they want to spotlight. Yeah, but who else are they going to bring into this like big guys can wrestle feud? Kill, you got Killian Dane. There's one guy. 
There's also, um, oh, what's his name? I forget. Trevor Lee. Thinks he's a big guy. Trevor Lee. Or whatever. Cameron Grimes, excuse me. Oh, I, why am I blanking on his name? I don't he know. Was why beat up, he was beat up by Undisputed Era two weeks ago. I don't recall. Oh, my God. And he's been on events. Velveteen, Velveteen Dream? No, no. It's a big guy. It's the... the, the Probably Killian gonna, Dane. No, it's not Dane. I'm, I'm going to completely forget who it was. All right. But next up, you have Chelsea Green picking up the victory over Caden Carter after, was it two weeks ago? Caden Carter got the win. Uh, but Bianca Belair comes in and since the ring mid-match and tells Charlotte Flair she's going to whip her butt. Chelsea Green gets gets the victory after that so with the uh, I'm what are they, are they calling it the unprettier are they calling it the unprettier I think they said unprettier but who ha, has she ever done that unprettier like that or was that you think a mistake all the or? time she's been doing that no. since the Indies no the way jumping one no it was reverse I guess I have to go back and watch it again yeah it was it was like a neck breaker kind of thing I don't know. I have to go back and watch it again because I know that's her finisher. Is the it, they were when she did those shots on main event, it, they were Vicky James like, oh yeah, she calls it the I'm prettier, the I'm prettier, I'm prettier. So I don't know, don't know. Uh, then next up, your big main event as Velveteen Dream picks up the victory over Roderick Strong. With the Dream Valley Driver. New tights with Marina Shafir. Very Rick Rude-esque. Yeah. If you catch my drift. Bronson Reed, by the way. That's yeah. that's the name I was missing. That's a big that's guy that could work. What it was. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. 100% agree on that one. Yeah, he does like top rope slashes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after the match, though, Undisputed Era comes out and completely... Beats up Velveteen Dream. So you think they're, I think I said it last week, you think they're setting a Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. What do you think they're doing going now, going into uh, I don't know. TakeOver it's, Tampa? It's weird that, see, because then how do we get the other three uninvolved? You don't. Like, how do we get them know. not by the ring? They're not booked. Yeah, but I look at look what happened at Takeover Portland. They all three of them got involved there, and and Adam Cole retained. He did. He sure did. I was um, full on expecting somebody else to like come out and try to save Velveteen Dream, but I, I couldn't even like think to begin to think who it would be. Part yeah. of me thinks Marina Shafir could turn on Roderick Strong and and then yeah, right. join with yeah. So, but yeah, solid week for NXT. Let's uh, head over to the other brand, and let's head over to AEW, who started their show off with a bunch of pyrotechnics and then a tag team battle royal where everybody started outside the ring and made their way inside, which I thought was a cool concept. I mean, that's that's how any battle royal starts. I know, but like, <laughs> once they, no, but once no, they won the belt, what you're talking everybody about. went in, yeah. which is cool. It makes it something different. It, it, was, Bucks, it reminded me of the, uh, the the first time Mick Foley put the 24-7 championship up on the line. Yes, okay. I, I agree with that, too. Uh, but I was a big fan of this match. I wasn't a fan of the ending, but because I'm not a Young Bucks fan, but, you know, they have to get themselves over at some point during their uh, AEW career. <laughs> I like the outside... Interference. I mean, the outside involvement of Orange Cassidy. 
Um, I thought the fact that they let the butcher and the blade shine until you know Andy Williams being one of the last four guys in, I thought was outstanding because it made made you think that oh hey they could maybe get the the win here. But I think we all knew it was coming to an elite versus elite uh, match. I was so wanting the Dark Order to win. Yeah, and I like the fact that they finally brought out that random dude that just like is in all their videos. Let me ask you a question here. There's been teasing of the Exalted One. We know what we don't know. Maybe Matt Hardy's contract is ending. Maybe it's not. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. Is Raven the Exalted One? Raven? He was sitting in the crowd there, minding his own business, watching the Dark Order, everything go down. I did not even pay attention to that. Yeah, Raven was just back there sitting, watching the Dark Order go down. Imagine it's Raven. I would not be upset that, about that. That's something I could see happening. <laughs> I, I don't actually think Raven is the exalted one, but hey, who knows? Maybe it's been right under our nose the whole time, and here he goes out to see it, it all and take place in in person, etc. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, next up, women's action as Chris Statlander picks up the victory over Shanna. Uh, I thought I'm I'm a fan with this. I thought you know, this I'm, match I'm, went on a bit too long. I agree with you on that, but I thought it was a good match. Um, I every, the Chris Kristen Statlander Chris Statlander getting over the uh, the nose bop the boop whatever you want to call it. So, I like that as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next up, we saw Nyla Rose. Sh- oh yeah, Nyla Rose come out and cut a promo, saying. Then, that she's that nobody's gonna defeat her. She'll be the one and only, or would not one and only. That's Ricochet. Sorry, that she is going to be the one-time champion because nobody could defeat her. Yeah, and then out comes Statlander, and then Big Swall, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah, I, I think the women's division cool. the, the women's division is so poorly booked. It's like every other week somebody gets another uh, turn. Yeah, I think Statlander was fine. What, yeah, so, what was yeah, the give point? Statlander the uh, you know? Hey, what listen. was the point of having two people come out? And will Nyla Rose be like a transitional champion for what Statlander? For for whoever's next. Who's next? What I don't understand is how she won the championship. Did was she the end of December? Did she not get suspended from AEW for putting people through tables? Yeah, now she's champion. And now she, before the championship match, she she did the whole thing with Rio and nothing. We've not seen anything. We have not heard anything about any rep. Uh, what word am I trying to say? I don't know. <laughs> Reprimanding? Reprimanded. Reprimanded. We haven't seen that at all. No. No, you did not. So I don't. I don't even understand how like. Back in 2019, she wasn't allowed to do any of that. But in 2020, it's a new year. It's a new year, new rules. Yeah. Next up, you had John Moxley picking up the victory over Jeff Cobb. Chris Jericho comes out and sits ringside Ugh. as everybody sings Judas. I, I hate. I, no, I don't hate that they sing Judas. They could do that till they're blue in the face. I don't care. <laughs> That's right. I love it. Hate that he's the champion. They did this last year too. Why does the champion buy a ticket for the show? 
Maybe he's not booked. That I don't care if you're not booked. You're the champion. That does not make sense to me. Yeah, hey, listen, maybe all elite wrestling are spending their money on uh, more on action figures than they are the, you know, this <laughs> salary of the uh, champion that he has to buy a ticket. By the way, those AEW action figures look sick. You going to buy any of them or no? Uh, the only one I'd really want is Jericho. Uh, you buy a Mattel figure. <laughs> it looks just like a, him and Cody look like, like custom Mattels. Yeah, I, I think they're cool. I, I think they're. I think it's awesome that they have. I don't know how Brandy got a figure before MJF got a figure, but that's but that's what I want. I want all like the mid card guys. Yeah, I like. I, see, want, I want like, an dude, Orange if, Cassidy action figure. I not necessarily want an Orange Cassidy, but if Janela gets a figure, I'm gonna buy that. Oh, for sure, absolutely. And it, I mean, God, God willing, Johnny and Alex, if they nah. get figures, that's gonna be like that's gonna be like series five with removable masks. Series five, I would put them in like. I don't know. I, also, maybe Lucha Brothers aren't able to. I know they have figures coming out this year, I believe, for from another company. So maybe they're not able to uh, to to just just have them just yet. I don't know. And could you imagine being Adam Page? You were once in the Elite, and every member of the Elite gets a figure except for you. Who cares? He's building superstars on WWE right now. Uh, Adam. Page? Oh, Adam Page. I thought I was thinking of Adam. Uh, I was like, did I say Adam Cole? Oh, did you thinking I said Adam Pierce? Yes. Okay, I got my P's mixed up. My apo- <laughs> my apologies, again. Um, but this match between John Moxley and Jeff Cobb was great. I want to see Jeff Cobb more in AEW. I'm wondering though if he's not like I don't think from based on the rumors the way AEW tweeted it it made it sound like Jeff Cobb was 110% signed and on their roster and then like news started trickling out like about the contract and it kind of seemed like oh he's just signed on to do like a few appearances and he's not actually on the roster hmm. because he's still doing stuff with ROH and he's still doing stuff I think New Japan no, I think he's. I don't. I don't know about ROH, but mm. anyway, he's, bu- and- he's booked for their their upcoming event. Oh, really? I yeah, for the the one the. I forget what it's called. I don't know what it is either. But after the match, Jericho, Jake Hager, and Sammy Guevara come on. Triple T Moxley, Dustin Rhodes comes out. Lights go out, and Darby Allen makes his big return. I could Challenges not for the life of me. I, I was like, I, the lights are out again. I have no idea. Is it Sting, Sabu, is Cody? It, is it, is it Ty Dillinger? I don't know who's going to be on this on this light. This light coming back on, and that was Darby. I, for the life of me, also don't know why Goldust cares about this. Why Dustin Rhodes cares about this feud? I, I don't because he got owned by the inner circle. Remember when Jake Hager broke his arm? That's right. That's right Forgot about that. Yeah, maybe if they maybe the if product. they maybe if they actually stopped for the for showing me stopped showing me every week after week of the padding on the the limousine where he got his arm quote unquote broken from. Yeah, when Darby Allen comes out, Seth tries to uh, challenge uh, Sammy Guevara to a match at Revolution. So hopefully we'll see. That'll be a, a fun, fast-paced, high-flying match between these two guys. Yeah. Next <laughs> up, you had the tag team of Adam 
Hangman Page and Kenny Omega successfully defend their tag team championships against the Lucha Brothers. What do you have to say about this one, Brandon? I don't know where Lucha Brothers go from here. I know. It's... Depressing. I, it's real depressing. I, yeah, I don't know. I I have, like, no words. Like, I don't know where... You've built up Lucha Brothers and then completely, like... They, they started off in the company so hot. Yeah. And then just slowly, like, started fizzling out to... to to always, I, I can't even recall the last time they won. Um, they won with the Butcher and the Blade, which was also match. such a random match. Well, the Butcher and the Blade needed a tag team to compete against uh, what's their face. So, anyway, main event of the evening: big match, big fight feel. Cody Rhodes picking up the victory over Wardlow. Wardlow's first in-ring match. In AEW, um, I thought he looked great. Yeah, thought he looked. I thought he looked like a million bucks. Um, you told the story here with the blading and Cody Rhodes, you know, bleeding out, you know, bleeding like stuffed pig. Then you had Arn Anderson, uh, who had a shirt on and wasn't signing titles at his do- front door. Like, what kind of an ass goes and does that? If you haven't seen it, apparently somebody went to Arn Anderson's front door to try to get his title belt signed. Not try to. A hundred percent succeeded. And, like, God bless Arn Anderson. Yeah, right? Especially coming out without a shirt on. What a what a, what a boss he is. Like, to actually go out there and, like, actually sign the, the championship or whatever it was, that's, like, some nerve. I was like, all right, man, get get the hell out of here, man. Like, how do you find, first of all, like, uh, how do you even, like, grow a pair big enough to, to, once you know where the person lives, go and show up and get it? Like, what kind of a sick person has to, do you have to be to do that? I don't know. I don't know. But let's get back to the match, though. Match was great. Art Anderson gets involved. And you know what? You always look for those, like, in WWE, there's always those big, iconic moments. I think the Cody Rhodes doing the moonsault off the top of the cage, I think it was the first like big iconic moment that AEW has had. Not only because it was a beautiful moonsault, not only because Wardlow landed the bump perfectly, because the way they shot it was, I think they nailed it on the shoot on the filming of it. So bravo to AEW on that. Also, I could swear <laughs> two things. I think I remember Cody saying that he would never do one of those moonsaults ever again. Yeah, and. Which, I mean, hello, here he just did it again in a higher up cage, might I add. And two. By the way, speaking of the cage, sorry to cut you off. What'd you think of the, the AEW cage? I okay. It's pretty sick. So they announced that, which all of a sudden, they announced the rules saying it's literally pin or submission. There's no escaping the cage. You cannot win by escaping the cage. Which immediately everybody all of a sudden, like, oh, I always hated that rule, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, since when? Like, that's always, like, part of the cage match. I don't understand why they hate for that. But I was, I'm fine with the, the pinner submission thing. The cage looked really cool. I liked it. I liked that it went all the way down to the bottom like a Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Um, but you maybe had that, like, foot or two of space between the cage and the ring itself. Which, yeah, where there was, like, a lot of, like, it was, like, rubbery. If you, I don't know how to, like, flowing, I guess. I don't know how to okay. describe it. Which made, I, mean, I don't like the, the, the blade spot. You could, you very clearly saw Cody do it, and I just didn't think it was necessary. Mm-hmm. And I also 
feel like he also went on the record saying that they weren't going to be doing that. They weren't going to be having blood on the, the TV program. And it was going to be more so catered on the, the But I feel uh, like with a match like this, you need the blade spot. I don't think you need blood. This is the that. last thing Cody Rhodes needed to do to get to MJF at Revolution. I so don't have think, to I don't have think there was. I don't think and blood you was know necessary. that he's going to bleed a revolution too, which makes uh, makes that even less reason for why I think there there didn't need to be blood or or there needed to be blood. Yeah, I don't think there needed to be blood. Yeah, but you know there'll be a a but a boatload when we get to revolution. But that was another successful Wednesday night wars. The uh, the cage might I add reminded me of. You remember, obviously you would, the, the triple-tier cage that WCW had? Yes. The top tier of that cage is exactly what that AEW cage looked like, but but the AEW cage was a lot taller. Mm-hmm. So I popped for that. And it's like, I wonder if he's like, if Cody's like doing things that are WCW-esque on purpose. Probably, because you can't get the rights to have a bunch of the stuff. But I, I really, I liked that cage. I yeah, thought it was, was cool. I thought the figures look cool. I, th- um, I thought both shows this week were fantastic. I can't point out which one was better. Um, but in the ratings wise, AEW wins again. We did it, boys. <laughs> um, AEW drew eight hundred ninety-three thousand viewers, as NXT grew seven hundred and ninety-four thousand viewers. I mean, just because for the concept of the show, we kind of have to say the ratings and stuff like that. But like, ratings are ratings, right? You know, I thought both shows were outstanding. I don't want to pinpoint who was better and who was worse. You know, this week for NXT was a wrap-up show from NXT uh, TakeOver Portland. And this had one of your biggest storylines as your main event and maybe one of the most, the first iconic moments of AEW history. Which I kind of feel like we had at Double or Nothing. With what? With uh, Moxley's debut. Yeah, oh, especially, yeah. That, like that. Then you have the Cody Rhodes thing, too. You know, now you just need Kenny Omega holding up the AEW title while the marks are rejoice. <laughs> and that's it. Down the line, I won't. I wouldn't mind that. Wouldn't mind what? Uh, Omega being champion. Yeah, neither would I. But right now, you know, I like Jericho. You know, Box is gonna beat him. I really, I don't want that. I still one hundred percent firmly think that the next champion in AEW should is be Luke, Luke Harper. Harper. Not is should be. <laughs> It's not going to be. There's so much potential that Luke Harper is just not being used. I want 100% uh, Luke Harper to be the next AEW champion. All right, Mark. I want Jericho number one, Luke Harper number two. Build Luke Harper. You could build the brand around him. All right, Mark. Calm down. Until next week. We have another episode of the Wednesday Night Wars because this will get a consistency again, folks. I swear. And until next week, thank you for listening to this. Please rate, review, and subscribe on all of your major podcasting applications. Facebook and Twitter.com slash MarkingOut. YouTube and Instagram.com slash MarkingOut11. MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. Buy our merchandise at ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Follow me on Twitter, Chris Sweendog. Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. And Brandon on Twitter and Instagram (laughs) at BTTG161. Until what next week, we wish you the The best of of luck luck in your future endeavors. endeavors. Have a fantastic week.